praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours, amen, of uncompromised Christian radio. Praise the Lord. Amen. We want to go right now to our topic of discussion, and that topic is transgendered Christians, gay Christians, gay celibate Christians, not according to the Bible. And of course, I have that in brackets because there's no such thing as a transgendered Christian or a gay Christian or a gay a celibate Christian. It does not exist. They are all oxymorons, and we're going to find out as to why from the Bible, the Word of God. Amen. This is the final authority. Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we want to go right now into the Word of Almighty God, which is our final authority, where we get all of our understanding from the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. All of our direction only from the Word of God. This is our final authority. Father, we pray that God that you just touch our hearts, Lord. To, uh, I pray, God, for all those listening to the sound of my, of my voice this time, that they would right now, Lord, listen to the word of God, hallelujah, and take heed to it, all of us, Lord, and be doers of thy wonderful word of life, not hearers only, deceiving our own selves, and now souls who are bound in the sins of transgenderism, homosexuality, whether by action or desire or affection, whatever it may be, would repent of it and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, because there is deliverance, hallelujah, in thee, O God, no matter what the devil says, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. We're going to go right now into our topic of discussion. Amen. As we just mentioned, transgender Christians, gay Christians, gay celibate Christians, not according to the Bible, not according to the word of God. Amen. The Bible says here in Galatians chapter number five, and we go down to verse number 24. The Bible says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. I want to read that again. The Bible says, and they that are Christ, which means that they that belong to Christ, he's the one that possesses them. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. So they that belong to Christ have done one, have done the, uh, these things. They've crucified the flesh which means the actions of the flesh. The Bible says the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. Adultery, fornication, the list goes down. And so they that are truly saved, they that are truly born again, they that are truly, they that are truly called Christians, amen, have crucified the flesh. It means they killed the flesh, and with doing so, they have done so with not just the flesh, but with the affections, the Bible says, and the lust. So they that are, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with, the Bible says, the affections and the lust. Amen. We're going to get to that in a moment. Hallelujah. But those who truly belong to the Lord have crucified the flesh. They don't keep the flesh. They don't continue in the flesh. So in other words, they stop lying. They stop stealing. They stop masturbating. They stop looking at pornography. They stop being a homosexual. They stop being transgender. They stop doing all those things. But when the Bible says they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, we just mentioned those works of the flesh, lying, stealing, gambling, homosexuality, whatever. But they that are crucified the flesh, but they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections, listen now, and the lust. So not only did they crucify the flesh, amen, the manifestation of sin, which we can all see what, what somebody is doing, but they have also crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. So they crucified it not with just the outward manifestation of sin, but also the inward, the inward, amen, desires, the inward affections, lust of sin inside their heart, mind, 
and desire. People think that when you come to Jesus Christ to be saved, that you stop your sin in your action only. It's true that we stop our sin in our action. We have to only, but not only. The word repent actually means to stop, amen, to change your mind, amen, inside your spirit, inside your heart, inside your soul. You change your mind concerning sin. One man said to me, oh, the Bible doesn't say repent of your sins. What a lie. It does so say repent of your sins. Is it, what, what else are you going to repent of? Huh? Repent of eating, repent of eating Big Macs? Maybe you should. I mean, you shouldn't eat too much of that kind of stuff, right? Amen. Nothing wrong with having it once in a while, but amen. But the reality is, what are you repenting of? Amen. Repenting of, amen, uh, you know, driving uh, a, a certain type of car. No, you're, you're repenting of your sins, of that which is a violation of the law of God. Very clearly. So when the Bible says, repent ye and believe the gospel, in Mark's gospel, chapter 1, verse 15, it, it means to change your mind concerning that which violates the laws of God, that which God hates. Amen. For sin is the transgression, the Bible says, of the law. So obviously you repent of your sins, of your desire, of the thought of sin, amen, and of your affection towards sin. You repent of it. Now, the Bible says bring forth fruit, meat for repentance, and that means now you now bring forth fruit. You show by the manifestation of your life that you have turned away from sin, amen. And that means you stop your lying, your stealing, your homosexuality, your transgenderism, your bisexuality, your masturbation, your adultery, your fornication, your hating, all the stuff that, that the Bible talks about, your witchcraft or whatever sin it is. Amen. Listening to worldly music, loving worldly movies, whatever the case, your sins, you turn from it and you give your life to Christ and you manifest that. Not just in, amen, you, of course, you show the fruit in your actions, but in your desire as well. Amen. Because Jesus says in Matthew's gospel, chapter number five, if except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall have no wise into the kingdom of God. Amen. So it has to, the true holiness comes from hating sin, both in the action and desire. We're going to get to that a little bit more in a moment. But we want to talk about now those people calling themselves Christians who are transgender. They call themselves transgender. And what does even transgender mean? Most of us know what that means now in our society. Just in case you don't know. Um, transgender, the word trans means to cross over. So you have the word trans using, used in many applications, translation from, from uh, one language to another language. Uh, you know, we have the word uh, trans country. Uh, you know, we're going to cross the country, right? Transatlantic, we're going to cross the Atlantic. So the word transgender means that they are crossing genders are what they want to they want what they want to uh, uh, suggest okay now they are crossing a gender from male to female from female to male is what they believe and they believe that <clears throat> they can do that and everything's fine because they believe that the truth relies within themselves not in the bible first of all understand that these people believe that the truth does not lie in here the truth lies within themselves and here's the proof of what i'm saying the, they believe that they are the definers of who they are. They are the definers of who they are, not God. Amen. Not God and not the scientific facts. For example, the Bible teaches that conception is when the sex of a child is determined. At conception, the sex of a child is determined. We see that in Luke's gospel. Amen. Uh, chapter one. Praise God. When talking uh, uh, when the, the, praise God, the angel uh, Gabriel is talking, amen, 
Hallelujah. And uh, is talking to Mary. Amen. About how that Christ will be conceived in her. Amen. Hallelujah. And that which, is, which, which we could, would be conceived in her shall be called the Son of God because he's fully God, fully man. But here's what the Bible says in verse uh, number 36 of Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. And behold, that cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son, which we know is John the Baptist, in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called bare. Notice the Bible says, she hath also conceived a son. So conception, at the very time of conception, is when the sex of a child is determined. We know that now scientifically. Science just, is, just, is just caught up with the Bible because the Bible, amen, Amen. The science does not confirm the Bible because the Bible is always true 100%. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but now the, but the Bible confirms the science. Amen. That's how we know the science is true when the science agrees with the Holy Bible. Hallelujah. Not the other way around. Amen. And so we understand that the chromosomes, amen, the XY chromosome that meets the X chromosome of the woman determines the child. Amen. And so, amen, praise God. So that's what the Bible says. We know that for a century. So you can't change it. That's scientific. So when the minute you're born, amen, that's biblical. The minute you're born, amen, you're conceived, you're conceived of a male or female, point blank at the beginning. So when you say, oh, I feel like a woman, you may feel that way. Hallelujah. You may truly feel that way, but you're not. You may feel you're a boat. You may feel you're a giraffe. You may feel you're a book. You may feel you're, you are a pen or a pencil or a tire or whatever, a piece of dirt. It doesn't matter what it is. You may feel whatever you may feel, but it doesn't mean that's what you are. You are that doesn't mean that that's the truth. It means that you are believing a lie. You could believe that you, amen, I could believe I'm Barack Obama. I could believe, amen, I'm Joe Biden, for heaven's sakes. Amen. I wouldn't want to be either. But the reality is I could feel that, but I'm not. I'm being deceived by seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Amen. That's why we, we care about these individuals being deceived by Satan that's out to damn the soul. But these individuals call themselves transgendered Christians. Amen. Transgendered Christians. There's no such thing. The Bible says transgenderism, the understanding of it, is an abomination before God. Amen. When a man wants to be a woman, a woman wants to be a man. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, and the Bible only doesn't even, doesn't even acknowledge what they're actually trying to do. The Bible just calls it basically cross-dressing. Amen? Cross-dressing for the most part. And believing a lie. Amen? An abomination, which, of course, you're rejecting what God has is, is, uh, is determined you to be. Now, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord. I'm going to read that again. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Why? Because God made distinction. God made them in the beginning male, hallelujah, listen now, and female. He didn't make them male and male and female and female. Male and female. Two separately distinct individuals, amen. And God wants to keep the sexes, Amen. The male and the female, he wants to keep them distinct, separate, and clearly determined. He does not want to make it ambiguous. Hallelujah. And so when the Bible says, the woman should not wear that which pertaineth unto the man, neither shall a man put on that which pertaineth unto both or an abomination. You cannot wear that. If you're a man, you don't put on a dress. You don't go ahead and man, look like a woman, put on pantyhose, wear that nail polish, amen, and put on the lipstick and all that effeminate thing like that. You don't do that. The Bible, according to the Bible, that's an abomination. You're trying to make yourself look like a woman and be a woman. The Bible says no. Don't even put it on. Even if you're not trying to be transgender or just like putting on my wife's clothes. No, that's an abomination. Amen. It's wickedness. That's how Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner started, amen, years ago. 
I heard, I, I was reading, I believe, years ago, we started putting on women's clothing, his wife clothing and all this, just messing around with it. And then all of a sudden, now he wants to be a woman. We see how the devil kind of works? Slowly, precept by precept, line upon line. He wants to continue to do things slowly with his wicked, ungodly, perverse devices and make you believe something you're not. Because why? You now wander off from the word of Almighty God. The Bible says that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light, thank you, Jesus, unto my path. Amen. So God's word leads you back onto the right path of truth and righteousness and holiness before him. The path that leads to heaven and the path that escapes an eternity in hell. Here it is, the Bible. The leads to Jesus Christ that makes you and I repent of our sins and turn from darkness unto light. But people think that they are transgendered. They're believing a lie. No such thing. Once you're born a male, you always will be a male. Once you're a female, you'll always be a female. No matter what, it doesn't matter if you chop things up, put things on, you will still be that. So we got now the people that believe in that they are transgendered Christians. This is the oxymoron. But now I can be transgendered. And not only that, but God has to accept who I am. God, even though you made me male, even though you made me female, we know better than you. You don't know what you're talking about. You made me wrong, God. You made me wrong. Oh, we got to correct you, Jesus. You don't have a clue what you're doing. You have no idea. I know who I am. You don't know who I am. That's what they're saying to God. Mm. Telling God that he made error. He made error. God has no clue. Amen. God has no concept. No understanding. We have to tell him who we are. Amen. And get everybody to say, yeah, God made a mistake at the time of conception. Didn't God know that I was never to be a male even though I was born that? Didn't God know that I was made to be a female even though I was born that? God has no clue. God has no understanding. What arrogance. What pride. What high-mindedness toward the God of all eternity. The Lord Jesus Christ. What blasphemy. Why did God say that woman should not wear that which pertaineth to the man, neither shall man put that which put on that which pertaineth unto a woman? Because you're born that way. You can't change that. If you could change that, then God said, yes, when you change it, you can go ahead and put it on because you're no longer. No, didn't say that. It speaks concerning the biological facts of life. Amen. Hallelujah. You're born to be a man and a, or a woman at the time of male or female at the time of conception. Now, dealing with the issue of the so-called transgender Christian idea, amen, is growing in acceptance. There's a man, amen, who calls himself now uh, uh, Junior Joplin uh, from Toronto, Canada. And this man who claims to be a woman now, amen, uh, revealed himself to his church and he revealed himself why am i not saying she let me just give you a real quick answer why, why i'm not saying that because it's an abomination before god if i said she i'm lying i'm supporting their sin and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie shall be in the lake of fire i don't want to be in the lake of fire i'm not calling her a him a him or her amen if if it's a he Put it that way. Or if it's a she. Amen. So we'll keep it at that. Praise God. I make no apology concerning him. Amen. So now, amen. The Bible, uh, the Bible tells us that that's what we should do. So here's the thing. This woman, this man rather, calls himself Julia Joplin. Amen. Was pastoring in a church in Toronto. Revealed himself to the church in Toronto. And the church voted uh, in a narrow margin that they did not want this man who claims to be a woman any longer in the Lorne Park Baptist Church, just outside of Toronto, rather, in Mississauga, Ontario, which is a suburb of Toronto, Canada. And uh, 
But he comes out saying he's transgender. He loves God. Why don't you accept me? There's another church that accepts the Metropolitan Church, I, get, I believe, the leader, another uh, homosexual, they call it w- uh, affirming church. God's not affirming of homosexuality. God's not affirming of it. He's not affirming of transgenderism. God is not affirming of it. God will never affirm. You think that, oh, God in heaven, somehow God has the gay flag in heaven waving up in heaven. <laughs> In support of it? Oh, that's hate, preacher. No, it's not hate. It's love because we don't want to see these people go to hell. We want to see them go to heaven. You're the one that hates them if you think this is hate because you're full of the deception of the devil being seduced, being brainwashed. Oh, you're brainwashed. No, you're brainwashed. You don't believe in the Bible. That's the problem. You believe in the devil's lies and seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And these, this individual, like this individual, you know, that calls himself Junior now. I don't, I didn't say what is I, I, the article that I was reading from this Vox.com. Does not re- state. Um, I believe, I, or I didn't read it. I didn't read uh, when I read it. I didn't see it. Didn't state his actual name, a birth name, and who he really is, and because it's trying to identify him as a her. But this is what I'm saying. He's coming out saying, "Oh, I'm a, I'm now a transgendered uh, pastor, and I love God." And that this is the way. No, you don't love God. You don't love God. And there's no such thing as a transgender pastor. But there's not. This thing is growing in intensity. Okay. There's another uh, gen, uh, person in uh, Brazil, they, and this is from TheGuardian.com, and the title of the article states, Brazil's first transgender pastor. All humans have flaws. Being trans isn't one of them, is what uh, uh, is, is the uh, title of the article. Amen. And they're saying that, no, God isn't seeing this as sin, is what they're saying. And so the article states this. It says, and I quote, despite calls from LGBTQ plus youths contemplating suicide or from their parents after they have made an attempt on, the, on their lives, often uh, on their lives, often punctuate Alexa Salvador's day. They call it and calls himself Alexa, which is a woman's name, which is he shouldn't be doing that because he's a man. When they do, she drops everything to talk. A transgender woman, she recognizes the anguish in their voices. I feel the pain in my body because I went through this. He says. I say he, but this article says she, my family went through this, okay? As a first transgendered reverend in Latin America at the Metropolitan Community Church, uh, and I'll say he, it's, uh, the article says she, but I'll use he, he hopes he can use her, his faith to help. He understands the struggle to reconcile religion and identity, especially in Brazil where Christianity reigns, and the church is often far from a safe space for those who are LGBTQ. Now, and I quote, and the quote, as I, as I mentioned before, I replaced the her and the, the female pronouns with, the, with male pronouns because it's a male, not a, sh- not a female. But this is growing intensity. You find that this, is the, this, was, this article uh, was from August the 19th, 2021, so almost a year ago. So here's the thing. This is growing in intensity. Um, we can talk about an other so-called transgendered uh, pastors and so forth. You know, in the evangelical Lutheran church, there was a, a bishop, a so-called transgender bishop and all that. And it, it's growing in intensity. It's growing in acceptance. And so the idea, well, that's why I put, it may seem, of course, there's no such thing as transgendered Christians. Of course, there's not. But we have to talk about it because this is not infiltrating the minds of those within 
amen, the church world today, amen, trying to deceive even true Christians to believe these things and, and be damned. This is what the devil's trying to do and attempting to do and, and to acceptance, making it appear that it's not loving if you preach against these things over the pulpit, that somehow you don't love these people, that somehow you don't care for them. What a lie. The Bible says love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. But you, we preach these things because we want people to be saved. God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. But where are they going? They're not going to heaven. The Bible says they're going to hell, according to scripture. Amen. How do we know that? How do we know this? Well, the Bible we just read in Deuteronomy chapter 22 that if we dress as a woman, and, or if man dresses as a woman and woman dresses as a man, it's an abomination unto the Lord. Revelation chapter number 21, and we go down to verse number 8. Amen. Revelation chapter 21, verse number 8. The Bible says here uh, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, uh, abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars have the, shall have the part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I'll read that again. The Bible says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have the part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The Bible, we just read from Deuteronomy 22, verse 5, that it's an abomination for a man to put on a woman's garment. It's an abomination for a woman to put on a man's garment. All that do so, the Bible says, is an abomination to the Lord. We just read in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, that the abominable shall be in the lake of fire. It's very clear. Those who desire to be transgendered, those who believe a lie, even if they don't want to dress in women's clothes, oh, I'm transgender. There's people like that, oh, I'm a man. And they're totally just like a woman, I'm a man. I'm a woman, I just look like a man. They're believing a lie. All liars should be there too. You're going to hell. You need to repent of those lies. Repent of that deception. Repent of putting on the pantyhose. Repent of putting on those slacks like a man and, and looking like a guy, amen, and, and walking around and shaving your head, look, trying to look masculine like a guy. That's an abomination in the sight of Almighty God. Satan has deceived you no matter what you think. That's what the Bible says. I don't say that. I believe it, but I, that's what the Bible says. I'm repeating what the Bible says. God wants you to be saved. Thank God there's many people that were former transgender, former homosexuals that have been delivered from their sins. Praise God for them. Hallelujah. Have a wonderful testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. That could be your life if you're bound by these horrible atrocities of deception and compromise and lies. Amen. Your parents, do you think, oh, my mom and my dad loves me. No, no, they support my transgender. They don't love you. They do not love you. They hate your guts and they're supporting your, divide, your demise and your damnation. Love does not support somebody's d d demise and destruction. Love supports, amen, the truth and, and rejoices in the truth, not in sin. Now, we're going to go on. Amen. Transgender Christians, there's no such thing. What about gay Christians? We know what the Bible says about that very clearly. Amen. It's, it's clear. But people are coming on and saying, oh, I'm a gay Christian. I'm a gay Christian. I, I'm gay and I'm, I have my, 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 my spouse with me, so-called so -called spouse. And we love the Lord and we love the Bible and we're Christians. That's not according to the Bible. You're not. You're not a Christian. According to the teaching of Holy Scripture. Not my According to the, what the Bible says. And I believe what the Bible says. A hundred percent. And so here it is now. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, amen. Well, you know, we can go even further back into the book of Leviticus to set, this, to set the tone, amen, and to see what the Scripture teaches here in the Word of Almighty God. All right. Now, the Bible says in the book of Leviticus, in chapter number 18, verse 22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. We, don't, we understand where, where, uh, what that means. A man should not lie or have, have sexual intercourse with another man. Sodomy. 
okay? Or even lie with a man in that, in that respect, just to be with them, kiss them, and all that kind of mess. It's an abomination. It doesn't matter what it, what it is. It's more than just sodomy in that particular verse. Lying with a man, lying with them in sexual intercourse, true, but lying with them in, in, in having some kind of uh, desire and sexual uh, uh, experience with that person. It's an abomination. Now, here's what the Bible says, amen? Uh, of the same sex. Here what the Bible says, and of course, even fornication is, is sin, of course. We don't understand that, which is a heterose heterosexual sins and so forth and adultery and all that. But we're, gonna, we're, we're focusing on this right now, the idea of homosexuality. Romans chapter 1, the Bible says this, amen. We go to Romans chapter 1, and we go to verse number 18, amen. And the Bible says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And we go down to verse number um, 24, the Bible says, Wherefore God also gave them up to their own, to their uncleanness, through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. So some people would look at the scripture, oh, that refers to a temple idol worship and temple prostitution, which God, no, that does not refer to that whatsoever. Of course, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it touches on every form of uh, homosexual uh, sin, wherever it may be, whether it's in the temple or not the temple. Huh? But it isn't referred to temple idol uh, prostitution, but monogamous, monogamous homosexual relationships. That's right with God. That's our exegesis. No, you don't know the word of God. You don't even know God. You do not know the scriptures, neither the power of Almighty God. Oh, yes, we do. The Greek and the Hebrew. Listen to me very carefully. When the Bible uses the term, amen, hallelujah, when the Bible uses the term their own bodies, it's referring to biology. It's not referring, it's referring to the actual physical makeup of the individual. And so, which, which determines who the person is, which we talked about just earlier, at the time of conception, that your sex is determined at the time of the very time of conception. You're determined to be male and female. And so the Bible determines, amen, and says at the very time of conception, you are, are the male and female. So the Bible says they dishonor their bodies, their male body, or their female body between themselves. What does it mean here? Through their lust, through their lust, through their lust, through their lust, 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 their lust. That's what the Bible says. Their lust. Bible says in verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. Now they start to believe, oh, yes, this is right. This is the way I've made. This is the way I should be. This is the, this is the very makeup of my life. I'm a homosexual. I desire. I'm a woman and I desire other women. I'm a man and I desire other men. And that's the way it is. It's not going to change for me. That's a lie. You've been deceived by seducing spirits and doctrines of devils because you may have given yourself over to it for a time. Your mind has been altered. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. By a true repentance and say, no, sir, I don't care what my mind said. I don't care if something tries to flutter in my heart. It's an abomination. And I know the way out. I'm not going to be deceived by the devil. I'm going to believe the word of God. I repent of this. And I'm going to walk right with God. And my mind will, will line up with the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. As I submit my body and crucify the flesh with the affections and lust. Now, that's what a true Christian does. The Bible says, amen, they, what, they, what do they do? They change the truth of God into a lie. Worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Amen. They start worshiping their own self. Hmm? Idol worship is basically the worship of one's own self. I create my own God. I have my own way to hit, my own way of salvation, my own understanding of, who, of what I think, the, how the world was made and, and how I believe I should worship God. It's a lie. It's idolatry. It's, a, it's basically with self-worship. Amen. And so the Bible goes, that's, what the, that's why the Bible says that, amen, that 
see, we need to understand what God's word is teaching very clearly about this. Because if we don't, we'll be lost. We'll be lost because this thing is coming in like a tsunami to destroy lives. Amen? And so here's what the Bible says. Verse 25. Who worship, or rather, verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up under vile affections. For even the women to change the natural use into that which is against nature. Huh? The women changed the natural use for that which is against nature. In other words, their body was made to be with a male's body in the confines of holy matrimony. Amen. And so they said, no, I don't want a man. I want a woman. I want to use my body to be with another woman and to experience the self-gratification of being with another woman. That's what they said. The woman left the natural use, the natural use, the use of her bodies to be with a man. Amen. Hallelujah. To produce children. Amen. Hallelujah. To be intimate with their husbands. Amen. Hallelujah. Not for fornication, not for adultery, not for masturbation, not for any kind of perversion and sin, but for truth and righteousness in the confines of holy matrimony. One man, one woman for one lifetime until death dissolves about. Not for divorce and remarriage, which is adul adultery. According to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19, according to Romans, chapter 7, verses 1 to 3, 1 Corinthians, chapter 7, verses 10 through 11, verse 39, and so forth. The Bible tells us very clearly here, they leave the natural use for that which is against nature. Against nature. The natural use of the body. So it goes on with the men. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the women, burn in their lusts one toward another. Men with men working with that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of the air which was meat. The men also use a, leave the natural use of the woman. The Bible goes on to say what? They don't want a woman. They don't want to be with a woman. They want to marry a woman. They don't want to be intimate with, with their wives and have a wife and be intimate with her, have children. Amen. And, and, and where the Bible's marriage is honorable and on the bed undefiled and by homemongers and adulterers, God will judge. Amen. They don't want that. They don't want to be pure. They, want, they, don't, want their, they don't want their body to, amen, uh, be in the creative position that God made it to be to be with a woman in the confines of holy matrimony. They want to violate that law of God, amen, that, that creation, that standard of God, and go after that which is unlawful. Men with men committing sodomy, which the Bible calls it is sin, amen, very clearly. First Corinthians chapter 6 teaches us that those that commit sodomy will not inherit the kingdom of God, abuses of themselves of mankind. Those that receive the sodomy as a man who the Bible calls effeminate. The Bible tells us very clearly they will not inherit the kingdom of God. They won't go to heaven. We just seem here, lesbianism, they won't go to heaven. They're, they're believing a lie. All liars shall have the part in the lake of fire. And so the physical body of a male is to be with a female in the confines of holy matrimony. The physical body of a female is to be with a male in the confines of holy matrimony. This is simple biology. So the understanding of a so-called great gay Christian is against the Bible 100%. No such thing. No such thing. But people will like to make you and I believe that this lie exists and this lie is, for, is, is now. And, and should be accepted. I'm just going to touch on a few things, amen, before we get to the last one. And that is, we, preachers of the past that were, uh, th that were flirting around the idea of homosexuality and saying, oh, well, you know, it's okay. It's not, we, we think it might be all right. Oh, you, you know, you can be a gay Christian without committing the act. We're going to talk about that in a moment. You can be a gay celibate Christian, which is a lie, Amen. And uh, they would talk about that. But those individuals that talked about, you know, oh, yeah, you could be a gay Christian, but don't commit the act because the act is sin. But, the, but, but to be a, a, a gay celibate Christian is not. Well, it's, it's a lie. It is a sin. But we're going to get to that in a moment. 
And who propagated this? People like Brian McLaren. You know, Brian McLaren uh, was, is a theologian, uh, a lecturer. Uh, he he's a, uh, was a popular theologian. Amen. And uh, in 2006, uh, on the question of homosexuality, he said this. He said, quote, frankly, many of us don't know what we should think about homosexuality. We've heard all sides, but no position has yet won our confidence so that we can say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and us. What a lie. Well, I just mentioned all those verses from Leviticus, amen, chapter 18, verse 22. We know Sodom and Gomorrah. We know Romans chapter 1. The list goes on. And, and, and even from the book of Genesis, he made them in the beginning, male and female. And they, the man says it's not. We don't know nothing, amen, about the issue of homosexuality by which the Holy Ghost can confirm to us that it's, it's what the mind of God is. What a liar. What a liar. I didn't call him a liar. The Bible calls him a liar. The Bible is very clear about it. What happened to Brian McLaren uh, later on? You know what happened to him? He now, he actually went out to marry his own son with another man. Yes. He now fully engages and supports in the sin of homosexuality. That's how the devil works, huh? S slowly, subtly, just like with Eve in the garden. Amen. Get her mind. He got her mind going, her mind going, her mind going, her mind going. Amen. Until her mind was convinced that God was wrong and that she was right and that Satan was right and that the lust of her flesh was right. And somehow God, God made an error. God doesn't have no clue what he's talking about. And I'm going to go after what I feel and what I feel great. What I feel is great. But what happened to her and her answers and her uh, line in the end? What happened? This curse of sin came to all of us because of sin. The curse of death, rather, came to all of us because of sin. The wages of sin is death. God was right. What he said was right. What he said came to pass. The devil was wrong. But here now these guys saying, oh, let's flirt with it. And, you know, let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. There's no discussion about these issues. It's sin. It's an abomination. Amen. And you're not caring about those people who are in that condition, in that state. T.D. Jakes also said uh, a while back uh, in an interview that he, oh, he's starting to, he's starting to change his mind on the issue. What, a, what garbage. These guys are deceivers. You go on now to um, a man by the name of Tony Campolo. Tony Campolo, amen, he comes out with, with an interview, him and his wife back in uh, 1996 at college, at North Park College Chapel, and uh, Tony Campolo uh, at that time believed that you could be uh, a celibate homosexual Christian without committing the act, so-called. He says this, I've, and he, this is a quote from uh, that uh, transcript at Co Park College Chapel on February 29, 1996, and I quote, I'm so pleased to be with you, and so is Piggy. We were looking forward to this with great anticipation. First of all, I have to announce that we are two people who do not agree. We have very, very divergent views on this issue. I, for instance, believe that the Bible does not allow for same-gender sexual marriage. I do not believe that same-gender sexual intercourse is permissible if you read the Bible as I do. Peggy believes in monogamous relationships. In short, she would hold to a belief that, would, that within the framework of evangelical Christianity, Gay marriage, gay marriages are permissible, and she will try to make her point, unquote. Long story short, we know now that Tony Campolo supports gay marriage in full effect, 100%. He believes that you can go ahead and be uh, fully engaged in the sin of homosexuality, fully engaged in, uh, your sexual, in sexual intercourse, 
a man as homosexuals and you're pleasing to God. He now believes that. And this is for the record. This is the thing he calls Tony Campolo for the record on his website, TonyCampolo.org. And he, he, he mentions this. He says this, and I quote, from, the, from this foundation, I've done my best to preach the gospel, care for the poor and, uh, and oppressed, and earnestly motivate others to do the same because of my open concern for social justice. In recent years, I've been asked the same question over and over again. Are you ready to fully accept into the church those gay Christian couples who have made a lifetime commitment to one another? And he goes on to say this. While I've always tried uh, uh, to communicate grace and understanding to people on both sides of the issue, my, my answer to that question has always been somewhat ambiguous. One reason for that ambigu ambiguity was that I felt I could do more good for my gay and lesbian brothers and sisters by serving as a bridge. Listen to that. As a bridge person encouraging the rest of the church to reach out in love and truly get to know them. In other words, and I can stop the quote for a moment, in other words, to make them, to deceive them. The other reason was that, that like so many other Christians, I was deeply uncertain about what was right. The last portion says this, and I quote, it has taken countless hours of prayer, study, conversation, and emotional turmoil to bring me to the place where I'm fully ready to call for the full acceptance of, gay, of Christian gay couples into the church, unquote. This is a lie. But he knows his slow progression. I don't. I think you could be a, a gay Christian without commit the act. Be celibate. Now, now. Oh, I believe you can. Oh, yes, be fully engaged in, in every sexual intercourse as 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 a so-called gay Christian. And yeah, go right to it. God. God's on your side. God. God supports you. You're going to heaven. What a liar! According to the Bible, what a liar! The Bible calls him a liar. Amen. He believes a lie. Amen. He rejects the sound teaching of the Holy Scriptures and he's damning these people's souls to hell. Amen. And so you got these so-called preachers and, amen, and that who are on that road like T.D. Jakes or who, are, who, are, who have arrived at that, that road like Tony Campolo and Brian McLaren and others. And they have deceived. They're deceiving. They're de the Bible says, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And that's what's happening right now. Uh, finally, as we close with this, we close with the last issue, amen, that we want to talk about, the so-called gay celibate Christians. Now, this is where Tony Campolo started with. He believed that you could be a gay celibate Christian without committing the act and perfectly serve the Lord. Just be celibate. Don't uh, give in to your gratification and your lust. Just be celibate, but yet you're still gay. What a lie. The Bible calls it a lie. Amen. And we're going to go to that right now. We just touched on it in Romans. The Bible says this in Romans. Amen. Very clearly. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections of verse 26 of Romans chapter 1. What does that mean, vile affection? The Bible calls that very desire of homosexuality vile, shameful desires. Amen? And so the inordinate affection, the affection, the very inordinate affection, the desire of homosexuality is sin. So if the desire is sin, amen, how, amen, if you believe that, that the, that the uh, engagement, the lust of it is sin, how can the desire be right? How can the desire or the affection be right? Jesus said, if you look at a woman to lust after her in your heart, you commit adultery. You don't even have to be with her physically. Just if you desire her in your spirit and you want to sleep with her and have sexual relations with that woman, amen, who's not your wife, the Bible says you commit the sin of adultery. Right there, right then, at that moment, you've done it. 
Amen. People have become like the Pharisees. Amen. These people have become like the Pharisees. Oh, how? Because I'll tell you how. Because, because of the fact the Pharisees look so good and pious on the outward, but inward were full of dead men's bones. As if God doesn't care what you do inside of your spirit, you can lust, go right ahead. No, not so in the Bible says. If you want perfect holiness, you have to cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. You're not right with God. No such thing as a gay celibate Christian. It's, not, it's like saying, it's like saying that you, you could be a celibate adulterous Christian or a celibate fornicator Christian or a celibate uh, devil-worshipping Christian or a celibate masturbating Christian. But you want to masturbate, you love masturbate, but you're not going to do it. That's garbage. Your heart must change. Amen, somebody. Amen. The pure in heart, they shall see God. If your heart is not changed, you are not saved. You're not even born again by the spirit of the living God. If your heart's not changed. All you got is an outward manifestation of the appearance of godliness. The Bible says from such turn away. You deny the power. You deny the power. You deny the power of God to deliver you from sin and from the sin of homosexuality, transgenderism, amen, bisexuality, from the desire, the affection, and the lust of homosexuality, or adultery, or fornication, or pornography, whatever sin it is. You can put it on there. Cigarettes, alcohol, lying, stealing, whatever. Lottery tickets, I don't know, what lottery tickets, whatever you want. Oh, I can't stop doing this. What a lie. If the Son therefore shall make you free, praise God, ye shall be free. Hallelujah, Jesus. Indeed, the Lord can deliver you because God loves you. He's not willing that any should perish, my friend. He wants you to be delivered. He wants to be saved. But there's no such thing as a transgender Christian. No such thing as a, as a uh, gay Christian. No such thing as a gay celibate Christian. All of them are oxymorons. All of them are lies according to the word of God. No such thing. No such thing. And we're giving people, oh, yeah, you're a gay Christian. You're okay. You're all right. You're, you're celibate. You're, you're, you love the Lord. No, you don't love the Lord. You're going to hell. You're going to hell, fire, and damnation until you turn from those sins. You think a man can just sit there? Oh, I'm an adulterous Christian, but I don't commit the act. What a lie. Jesus said you commit adultery. And Jesus made it, made it very clear, amen, that those that do so will not go to heaven. They're going to go to hell. So I don't know where people get this for this teaching. For, well, I do know where they get the teaching from. They get it from the devil. They get it from hell. Absolutely, 100%. Amen. And praise God. That's where they get it from. They don't get it from God. They get it from Satan. Very clearly. And so people think it's okay to do these things. <laughs> they are so deceived. They are so deceived. They are so completely, 100% deceived. Before Jesus talks even about, uh, praise God, uh, actually, while after he said, uh, but I say to you, whosoever look at a woman to lust after her have committed adultery with her already in his heart. That's verse 28 of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5. Right after that, he says, And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. And cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee, that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Hmm. Talks about the same with the right hand after that. Right? Hallelujah. So, look. He mentions if you do those things and you think you're going to write with God, you're so-called gay, so I'm gay. The, word, the whole understanding of being gay is contrary to the Bible. Amen. It's sin. you got to repent of that. Amen. Of, 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 from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. So the Bible, we go back to the same verse one as we close this. Amen. Very important um, podcast and teaching session. Amen. And that is, we go back to Galatians chapter 5. And the Bible says here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. You can crucify the flesh like so-called gay celibate Christians, so-called, because they're not saved. They don't know God. They're going to hell, sadly. But we're doing this so that they can be saved. Praise God. We want them to be saved. We love them. We want them to be saved. But they're deceived. They that are crucified the flesh, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. Yes, that's good. They've done that. 
but with the affections and lusts, they didn't do that. So therefore, they are not Christ. You are not Christ. I'm not Christ until you crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. You are not Christ. You do not belong to him. You do not know God until you crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Oh, we can't do it. You know why you can't do it? Because you're lying. You're believing a lie. We're in a world that's incontinent. You know what incontinent means? The Bible says that will be one of the trademarks of the last days according to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Incontinent, meaning that they, there will be no self-control. I got to give over to my urges. I got to give myself over to my lust. Oh, I'm going to go pray and ask the church to deliver me from this. Nothing wrong with prayer. But you have to cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. You got to repent. The God, Bible calls you to repent. You can't blame God. Oh, God didn't deliver me. I prayed and prayed. That's a lie. You're believing a lie. God has called you to repentance. Change your mind. Come to Christ. Surrender your life to him. Serve him. Turn from the thoughts. Turn from the desires. Turn from the affections. Don't be affected. Oh, you see a man and you say, oh, that thought, that, that thought comes to mind of a church. No, that's perverse. That's a true Christian. The thought comes to mind, oh, you know, what about me? No, that's perverse, Lord. I don't want nothing to do. That's a Christian. Not saying the devil can't attack a person's mind with, with, with homosexuality or adultery. What they attack, but the, the minute the, the attack comes, you come, amen, with the armor of God. You come with the word of God and you reject it, not just with words, but in your spirit. You hate it, amen, with perfect hatred. Mm, hallelujah. And you say, no, get thee behind me, Satan. It is written. It is written. It is written, amen. That's what a true Christian does. You don't wait there and let it fester and let it boil up in your spirit because you want it. No, sir. You say, no way. I don't want that perversion of homosexuality, transgenderism, all those lies as the devil comes. My mind. I'm walking in the spirit. I want to serve God with my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I want to make it to heaven and not go to hell. If you want to know the Lord, you want to be saved. You want to be delivered from these lies you can be. I don't care what your church says. I don't care what your pastor says. I don't care what your evangelist says. I don't care what your commentary says. I don't care what your denomination says. I don't care what nobody says. Your mom, your dad, your parents, your, your, your teachers, amen, the government, amen, it doesn't matter. That you're, whoever it may be, the court system, they're all liars. Every single last one of them are lies and will come to God on the day of judgment for believing in abomination. They are believing lies. They're deceived with, with, with a capital D and God will judge them on the day of judgment. They may not fear God now, but they'll fear him when they see him sit on the white throne. Hallelujah. According to Revelation chapter number 20, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. That's why God says, repent for the kingdom of God as a hand. One of these days, all those gay flags will be coming down, all the transgender flags, all the flags of iniquity and perversion. And that's why you got to get right with the true and living God and not believe these lies, but believe the Bible, believe God's word, receive God's love, receive his mercy receive his forgiveness receive his grace before it's too late flee from the wrath that is to come turn from your transgenderism turn from your homosexuality turn from the thought that you could be a gay christian without committing the act that's all a lie nobody can be those things you got to be delivered 100 percent in your body your soul your mind and your spirit by the blood of jesus christ and by the power of the living god amen somebody and have a genuine testimony that god delivered you from sin through jesus christ our lord you can be delivered you can be saved right now don't believe the devil's lies. These lies are going to grow in intensity. They're going to grow in intensity. They're going to try to force people. They're doing it now. Try to force people to believe these lies. True Christians will never do, even if it means incarceration or death. True Christians will stand for what the Bible says, that these things are an abomination to God because we want people to be saved and not go to hell. So only through Jesus Christ can you be saved. There's no other way to heaven but through him. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, Lord, you can repent of your sins right now. And no matter what sin it is, adultery, fornication, not just homosexuality, whatever sin, you could be delivered. You could be set free through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hating, stealing, amen, false religions, amen, you can accept Christ and be saved. Amen. And turn from your sins 
and believe the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world, the only way to heaven, the only escape from hell, God in flesh, who loved you, who died for you, who rose again, and who can save you if you repent of your sins and trust in my faith. A prayer itself can't save you, but if you pray this prayer sincerely unto God, amen, hallelujah, he will in no wise cast you out, amen. Pray this prayer for me if you sincerely mean it before God, and the Lord will save you, amen. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on that cross for my sins. Thank you, Lord. I believe you rose again from the dead according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. Amen, which means that you're God in flesh. And Lord, I believe that God that you can save me right now. Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin. I repent of it. And Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior right now. Amen, of my life. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I will live for you, I will serve you, and I'll walk with you all the days of my life. I thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you truly repented of your sins and given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to give you our free book. We want to send you onto our website where you can find our free booklet, What It Means to Be Born Again, absolutely free. Amen. You can just go on our website to the Salvation tab and just go down, uh, scroll down on that page. You'll find our booklet there, What It Means to Be Born Again, absolutely free. Read it. It'll encourage you in the Lord. You can also download it and or direct other people to that particular portion of our website where you can be blessed and be a blessing to other newborn Christians, amen, born-again Christians in the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to give this ministry? No gift is too small. No gift is too large for the work of the Lord. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless. Jesus, I need-